0: Fans, welcome to this week's Jack of No Trades. We got Big T in the house. What's going on, Taylor?
1: Yo, yo, yo! What's up? Hey, everybody!
0: Dude, I think you're you're going in the game. Let's do this. Let's do this. Good to see you, Tay. Good to be here. Good to be with you. Nice. And we got also Big D in the house. What is up, David?
2: I'm doing good. I'm just enjoying life. Living large and living lovely. Working on my new single, Preview. Oh, man. Dude, keep
0: at it, man. You got that thing rolling.
1: That was hot.
0: That was brilliant. Thank you. So, guys. I like to play. We've had a lot going on in our lives recently. And when I mean a lot going on in our lives, I mean the NBA is kicking. And we are back to the finals. Are we not?
1: Yes, sir. Finals rematch. Definitely are
2: that time of the year again. And I am pumped.
0: And here we are with two familiar faces. Stephon Curry in the Warriors versus LeBron James in the Cleveland Cavaliers. The healthy Cleveland you two.
2: Cavaliers.
0: Key distinction. I'm excited for this. I don't know about you guys, but I am
2: thrilled to see these two go at it again. I am too, actually. I feel like it's the rematch LeBron and the Cavs deserve finally get themselves some justice. Social
0: justice for all of us. Um, I'm going to warn anyone listening that we are, all three of us are strongly biased against the Golden State Warriors.
2: We hate um, you, Golden State. Has,
1: That's true. We are.
0: It hasn't always Warriors been
2: haters. this way. <laughs> if you're a Warriors fan, go fuck yourself.
0: We have no hesitation saying that. All right. So just be aware as we go through this no. pod, there's going to be heavy overtones against Steph Curry. Um, and just and turn just, just leave. Um, but we love basketball. We're grateful for the Warriors. It's a great matchup for LeBron James to finally prove that he is the king of the NBA. The king of kings. kings. <laughs> Taylor, have you bought your uh, jersey yet? What's the deal? Where's the, where are we at with that?
1: So I'm, I'm in between colors right now. Uh, I can't decide Ooh. between the the golden wine or the blue road jersey. Um, it's a tough decision. I don't know if I could pull off the yellow but it's it's coming, guys. So if you're wondering what jersey I'm gonna buy, I'll, I'll give us an update later on once I do it.
0: Hey, you going in person? Are you gonna go find one at the store and bring it home for tomorrow's game, or Absolutely. what? Absolutely,
1: I'm gonna support the the mom and pop jersey store at my local shopping center.
0: We can't wait to hear about your choice. All right, well, you guys, we got some great topics today. Um, we're not gonna Stephen A. skip Bayless this thing. We're gonna go into some um, <laughs> I'm gonna call odd odd topics. Some things that people probably don't think about when they're thinking about the NBA, but we, we think about them. So here at Jack of No Trades, we got you covered on all things conspiracy, leading us to Stephon Curry and all conspiracy theories revolving around Stephon Curry's rise to the magnitude that he is today as being the enigmatic MVP of the NBA. So we did say, a little research between th- the three of us.
1: There are a lot of conspiracies out there.
0: Well, we're hoping to dive into a bunch of them. So, so Looking Dave, forward to it. What conspiracies <clears throat> yes. have you heard about Steph Curry? What do you believe about Steph Curry? Where are we at? Where where does he stand for All you? Right.
2: Well, there's the, you know, there's the obvious basketball conspiracies and then there's the personal conspiracies. <laughs> I, I for one think the personal conspiracies are much more interesting. Like the conspiracy that when he goes to the hotel room, when he's playing an away game, he sleeps on the floor with a sleeping bag. No way. And there's also, there's also the conspiracy that he wipes his own buttocks with his hand instead of the toilet paper when he <laughs> takes a deuce. <laughs>
0: Does Steph Curry a, think as he's a perpetually disbeliever camping in,
2: in the Curry movement? I think. so. <laughs> I think so. He's like shows up to the Hilton. And he's like, whoa, whoa. This is quite the roof you got on this
0: shelter here. <laughs> in some cultures, no getting there's in.
1: one hand to wipe shit. That's It's accepted. And then there's a clean hand. So I think his shooting hand is the shit hand personally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that explains why nobody wants to touch the ball after he shoots it.
1: They're like, ah, crap. Seriously? Not I mean, again. <laughs> no wonder nobody plays defense on him. They don't want to smell him because he smells disgusting. <laughs>
0: Those screens, guys are just shrug, shrugging off them. Of They're like, oh my gosh, no, whatever. Let him shoot it from back there. So, so David, does, is it a Coleman sleeping bag? I mean, what, what's he going with? Is it one of those mummy bags? Maybe a hammock even? What kind of sleeping bag
2: is he rolling with? You know, it did not go into detail, the article which I read, which was in my head. But if I were going to say it was a sleeping bag, I think it would be a mummy bag. Just so when he cuddles with Clayton Thompson... <laughs> They would be closer together and much warmer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: It's sad that his, like, four-year-old daughter is more masculine than him, isn't it?
1: I think it's disgusting how much that young girl is on television. It makes me sick. All right. Th-
2: Look at Riley! Stefan's such a wonderful father! Oh, my goodness! Uh, d- is that Does that sum up ESPN, those, those assholes that work for them? If they have one hand on their cocks, then yes. It's a big
0: old circle jerk over there at ESPN. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Yes, it is. Um, so, Tay, what else, what else did you discover? So, he's perpetually camping. Okay.
1: Yeah, so he's perpetually camping. He wipes his ass with his own hand. Um, I went kind of a different route. I checked. I scoured the internet and looked for videos of other people that have un- dug up gems of conspiracy theories that Steph is really a part of. So, for those of you who don't know, there's this thing called the Illuminati which is a secret society, uh, they practice the occult, they worship Satan, and really, they really control the world. So famous people, scientists, rich people, titans of industry, they're all part of the Illuminati controlling our lives in a negative way. Anything with a so, Microsoft
0: or Google sign, all of those people are Illuminati, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the NBA is actually rampant with Illuminati members. One video I watched had uh, they brought up that every time they shoot a three pointer, they put three fingers up in the air like this. That's it's actually a podcast. We don't we don't we don't oh, see s- that, but yeah, okay. It, okay, it's, I put my three fingers up in the air. You know what they do? And they put little holes, like they <laughs> make their hands in a circle. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that's that is six 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 in sign language, or the sign of the beast.
2: Oh, really? Oh. So oh, every time like Steph that. Curry
1: shoots a three and drains it, he gives praise to his master, Satan. Um,
0: now, now is Steph Curry a leader of the Illuminati Party, or is he just a pawn of the Illuminati Party? Or is he a disciple of, of Satan? Because I've also heard that as well, that he sold his soul to Satan. So
1: the internet is pretty much in a consensus that Steph Curry has a handler. Um, who that is is up to discussion. I've heard accounts that it's Guy Fieri... I've also heard counts that All
0: it's throttle. Barack Obama. I actually saw a video with Barack Obama and Steph Curry together. and But and, uh, they spent a lot of time with Obama mentoring Steph, showing him the ways of how he should be as a scientist, as a basketball player. Um, they built volcanoes together. They also did a secret handshake that is also a Masonic handshake used by the Freemasons. Um, it's the way the Grand Master actually... Uh, welcomes people that joined the uh, the Mace. Uh, I think that's pretty concerning considering that uh, the most powerful man in the world and the most powerful, currently, man in the NBA have joined forces. It's a very, very suspicious proposition.
1: I agree. And I also looked at Steph Curry's stat line throughout his career. I checked his his minutes per game, his production, his efficiency, and There is a turning point in Steph Curry's career where something happened, something triggered this change that really brought him to the next level as an athlete. He He was a 45%, 17 points a game type player, playing about 40 minutes a game, but now he's playing closer to 30 minutes a game, averages 30 points a game, and his field goal percentage is right around 50%, which is unheard of. Something happened, and I think he signed a deal with with his master somewhere in wow. his career. Wow. And that's really what where a, he's getting What an amazing right now.
0: story that is. So inspirational. Remember that if you want to do anything in this world, just sign up with powerful people, and they'll put you in places that you want to go. All right? Anything else? Any follow- final comments on this?
1: Remember, there's always a price oh, yeah? to be paid when you make a deal with the devil. The one, the how one much, thing... How much are we talking here? <laughs> the one thing you Ooh, truly so want what is, Steph Curry is never attainable if you, you make it. a deal with the devil.
2: So, so what would you say is the one thing?
1: There we go. I think the one thing Steph Curry wants is to be respected by someone in his life that just gave him a horrible time. Someone that just made his life hell. So he wanted to stick it to him by being the best basketball player that ever lived, but this person will never respect <laughs> Steph Curry, ever. It's my prediction. It's
2: well, father, I guess time will it, tell. Del Rio or um, whatever. I
1: Steph wasn't going to say Thank it, you but you did. But season. yes, we'll
0: see you in the finals.
1: Right. Hey. Hey, Ben. Ben, can we uh, can we talk a little bit about NBA conspiracies now?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Have you got something? What do, we, what do we want to talk about? about? We,
1: specifically that the league is rigged.
0: Oh, so what examples are we drawing on?
1: Um, if you go back a few years, Tim Donaghy is a prime example. All right, um, don't dive into this. That Tim, was one guy. Tim Donaghy would uh, bet on games that he was officiating, for those of you who don't know. So you can't say that the NBA being rigged is outside the realm of possibility because, sorry to say this, but it's already happened.
0: Well, David, you're a big—well, formerly you were a Knicks fan, correct? Correct. Are you familiar with how the New York Knicks drafted Patrick Ewing in the 80s?
2: I am very aware. The glory days, one would argue, for them.
0: How they got the number one pick?
2: No no idea. It
0: is said that there was actually— um, There was a major issue with the Knicks, right, being New York one of the biggest markets in the whole NBA. um, The team sucked, Mm -hmm. as it does today. Um, And in order to help bring them back to relevance, they needed to land a guy like Patrick Ewing. So David Stern, supposedly the NBA froze the envelope (laughs) that contained the picks of each team, and he was able to stick his hand in the big vat that had all the envelopes, and he felt which one was cold and pulled out the one that had uh, the Knicks on it. Yeah. No way. Yeah, no it's it's way. some people deny it but come on. Who wants do the Knicks ever have good luck? You can't tell me this happened I'm, by chance. Interesting. The NBA Very is full of uh subjective calls, correct? Dave, when you're watching a game, what drives you the most bonkers? That you're just like this is a freaking rigged
2: game. <sighs> I honestly just hate seeing whenever someone will barely barely get touched. And they'll flop like crazy, and then they'll get to have a shooting foul. And it happens, like, earlier than when they take the shot. I feel like we saw that a lot with the Thunder and Warriors series on both sides. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that makes enough sense, Oh, no, I know what you're talking about.
0: It looks like people just barely, like, are in the airspace
2: of someone, and they fall over, and they call a foul.
0: That's that's the NBA today.
2: Yeah, another – if we're talking more specifics, another call that I hated was Draymond Green kicked (laughs) – Steven Adams, bless your soul, Dude, that's, right in the groin. And he had, what, only a... a flagrant. Wasn't it just a f- technical? That was no, a flagrant it. Too, yeah. A flagrant, too? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I hate that, too. But Poor you got to know that
0: if they would have went down 3-1 and Draymond wouldn't have played in that next game, there's no way Golden State would have won. Right? So, I, I don't want to say it, yes. but the NBA, let's work on some stuff. All right? We know well, you well, are when
1: you're... When your commissioner has to get on TV and say, I assure you that the league isn't rigged, you know you're not in a good place.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> That's like having a president come on air and saying, I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman. And NBA, explain this. Why did
1: you schedule the Warriors playing the Cavs before the Game 7 of this series, huh? Explain that.
0: Uh, because the final schedule is made before the teams are decided.
1: No, they decided the teams. Sorry, I was clarifying. Oh.
0: Well, who knows? Yeah.
1: It said Warriors. It said Warriors versus Cavs for this Thursday before the Game Seven was played.
0: Hmm, it's very suspicious. We'll have to see how things play out. So that brings us LeBron the James, King of Kings. Now we're all certified LeBron fans, are we not, Dave? Where are you at? I know Taylor is. I don't know where you are.
2: I like LeBron. He's he's awesome. He's very underrated. It's funny you use the word underrated for a guy like him. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking about all those all those douchebags that just love to hate on LeBron. If he can win this series against the Warriors, man, I'm hoping this will just shut them up for good. I hate those people, dude. LeBron's overrated. He shoots too much. <laughs> he doesn't rely enough on his team. I hate that crap.
0: I swear those people don't watch basketball. Because he seriously is like the least selfish player in the NBA in terms of like passing and working his teammates into the game. I was talking to this chubby from my work, and he was like, (laughs) "Uh, LeBron, I'm just pretty sure that he's going to go down in history if he loses this series as just a good player. Not a great player, just a good player. Because he never could get over the hump. That's like how this guy talks. Um, He's gone to (laughs) six straight finals. Six straight finals, and he's won two of them. With teams that are by far better than him. Like, his team he has going against these other teams, like, they're almost always better than his team, and he still wins. So, I don't even know what he was talking about. But let's dive into something even more interesting about LeBron. LeBron is a social media, uh, what, what should we call him, uh, Maverick? He's a, He's not afraid to use social media in ways that most players are pretty terrified to do. Uh-huh. uh With his sub-tweets, all his underlining feelings, he seems to somehow weave into tweets that appear harmless, but they truly have some deeper meaning. So we've kind of gotten a vibe for LeBron has a little bit of a dark side to him. You know, he's got beef with people. So this brings us to the question, who does LeBron hate in the NBA? He's a pretty friendly guy, but who's one guy that LeBron Just cannot stand. And we're just positive that he would not get along with him.
1: Are we limiting this to players or are coaches also on the table?
0: You can go actually with any person. Okay. Anybody you want.
1: I have a couple. Uh, David Blatt is one of them. (laughs) (laughs) David Blatt is a dumbass. And it's a miracle that the Cavs got to the finals with that guy. Behind the driver's seat. Or in the driver's seat, sorry. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when he tried to call a timeout when they didn't have any timeouts. Yes.
2: Yes. <laughs> I watched that game. <laughs> that <is> awkward.
1: <laughs> it's embarrassing. <laughs>
2: um,
0: so I heard, the, sorry to cut you off, but I heard that David Blatt, when he was kind of losing control of the team the first go around, he invited LeBron into his office to talk, and David Blatt was in just a towel. He had just gotten out of the shower, and he supposedly had a heart-to-heart with LeBron. Like, wanted to get naked with him and just, like, put everything on the (laughs) table. I guess LeBron didn't like what he saw. Yeah, dude, that's that's a
1: power move for sure. (laughs) On whose part? (laughs) On David Blatt's. He wanted to show what he was packing, and I guess he thought it would change LeBron's mind about him, but obviously it didn't work.
0: Well, who can blame him? I, I don't know. I'm so glad he's not on the sideline anymore. He was just uncomfortable to watch.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tyron Liu, he's a much better choice. Um, another person I think LeBron hates is uh Kevin Love.
0: Ooh, Kevin wow. Love. Why would he hate Kevin
1: Let's Love? Let's hear it. I think Kevin Love is that is that friend you have that you just you just really want to like him. You just you give him shot after shot. You Give him every opportunity to succeed. But after a while, they just let you down so many times. That you're just like, all right, to hell with this guy. He's not worth my time. And oh my gosh. I think he's frustrated with him like a, like a father with a disappointing son. That's what Kevin Love is to LeBron James. It
0: reminds me of this kid in high school we went to school with named Barker. <laughs> Barker was just like this guy, man. Oh, my gosh. Barker was the guy that would come play basketball, and every time he touched the ball. He'd just throw it at the hoop. It didn't matter if he was two feet from the hoop or 25 feet from the hoop. He was just heaving it. Never made it.
2: Oh, my gosh. Whenever you touched it, initially, when he touched it, it was going straight to the hoop. It, it was, was a line drive to the hoop, too. He thought he was playing it was baseball like two, at times.
0: No, just a cannon. Okay. Do you, you really think Kevin Love is in that respect with uh, in the doghouse with LeBron like that?
1: I do. I really do.
0: Well, I got one for you. I don't think LeBron likes Kyrie Irving.
1: What? That was
0: mine. Dave, you roll with it then. Let's hear it. Roll Let's it. Hear no, your side. I want. I want to hear you Let's first. Hear no, you go no, first.
2: I want to hear yours.
0: No, 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 no. no, no I, I like I, what
2: Taylor was saying because that was that was similar to what I was going to bring up about how you know Kyrie's. He seems like he's had a he has a lot of potential, but what is this? His like sixth year already. Yeah. Fifth or sixth year?
0: I think he's going on four or
2: five. I mean like yeah. he looked for yeah, he's a youngster, but I mean like even from his rookie year he's just been looking like he has a lot of potential, but still we're waiting for him to, to get there and develop and arrive, you know? Yeah. You figured by now he probably would have gotten there. I feel like with those two games that lost against Toronto in the series that uh that I feel like he uh he was being patient and trying to give uh, Kyrie the opportunity to to kind of steal the show, but he just would not get there. No, you know totally. I mean? Yeah, I agree, and I think Kyrie's. A, so I feel like he's just frustrated with him all. In yeah,
0: all. like he wants him to mature to a level that he's at. Because I think Kyrie just wants the ball in his hands, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm good when I have the ball in the hands." And LeBron's like, "No, you idiot! Like, I've done that. I've been that guy that can put up thirty, thirty-five points a night." but we lost games. Like we need a guy that's going to think about the full spectrum and Kyrie's just not there. And I think he wants to like him, but Kyrie, like, I don't know if he cares as much as the rest of the team for winning a championship. I kind of think he just wants to get paid. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he bolts as soon as he's, you know,
1: I agree. I think, I think he wants to make as much money as possible. And I think he knows he can do that by being the number one guy on some other team. So
0: what do you think a guy like, uh, what a guy, about a guy like uh, Lance Stevenson? Is that a nobody to LeBron? Is that somebody that generally bugged him? Or was? what do you think about him?
1: I think, I think Lance Stevenson bugs him. Um, I think just for the fact that he made LeBron look weak for a moment. Yeah. That,
0: that, Not really, but okay.
1: Well, I mean, remember when he had blown his ear those couple of games that it did affect his performance, and he, he didn't play particularly well.
0: He was a little pissed, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, you look at a guy like Lance Stevenson now, and he's, like, not even getting started in it. Yeah, um, he, he, had, his, he had his 15 minutes title.
1: of fame. But uh, just to wrap up, I got one last scenario for you guys. Uh, I think this will be fun. So let's create Guns N' Roses with uh, NBA players. So we need to find a player to be Axl Rose player to be Slash, a player to be the guitarist, and a player to be the bassist. Um, I think Axl Rose should be Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I
2: was no going to say Birdman.
0: Uh, I was going to say Rajan Rondo.
1: Really? Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, Why are you going with Birdman, though, Dave?
2: Uh, just because he's weird. Nobody likes him. And <laughs> he just tries too hard to fit in. So I feel like that perfectly describes Axl Rose. So, hey, they go hand in hand. So
0: here's my thing. Axel Rose had his day where he was super like popular and everyone really respected him as a musician, thought he was on top of it, okay? But as time went on, you know, things kind of fell apart for him. Rajan Rondo is a guy that thinks he's the greatest player in the NBA. I think he thinks he's greater than Kobe, he's better than MJ. I think he thinks he's the best. And I think that's the kind of mentality you need to be the lead singer of Guns N' Roses, you know? Just smacking people calling out anybody, calling out Kurt Cobain when he clearly is better than him.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, I... I like that. I can see yeah. that. Okay, so what about Slash? Ooh. Ooh, go for it, Ben. Somebody flashy.
0: Oh, I don't know. It's got to be somebody with a lot of a lot of pizzazz, you know? It's just somebody iconic. You see him on the floor, you know what he's going to do.
2: Well, um, uh, can, I, can I first hear you guys' uh, overall opinion of Slash? Just so I, I can know your tolerance level. <laughs> I think Slash is a badass, personally. I think he's overrated. Yes. Then in that way, I would say he's Carmelo Anthony.
1: Oh,
0: I love (laughs) it. I love it. (laughs) Yes.
2: Carmelo, where the fuck is is my 32 million, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Carmelo, you only scored 20 points last year per game. So don't give a shit.
0: He, he only does the cushy gigs. Like he doesn't do any of like the Because all Slash does now is he shows up at somebody's concert, plays like three lines, and then he goes away. Oh my gosh, that's a perfect fit. <laughs> all right. Well, who's putting down? Who's putting down the bass line? Who I don't even know who the bass player of Guns and Roses is. So it,
1: it doesn't matter. Uh, I think Dwight Howard. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Because Dwight Howard is a guy that really wants to be the center of attention, but nobody really cares about him anymore. He just does his thing and people leave him alone. He's definitely a bass player.
0: No, no. Okay, no, Dwight Howard Dwight Howard is the center of attention and he gets super bugged if people aren't looking at him. He's like Patch Smear and Nirvana. Like he's gotta be bouncing around, just like look at me, look at me, I'm important. And he's not, and everyone's like, Just go away. Alright, but somehow he stays around. It's annoying. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. Whoever the bass player for the Guns N' Roses is, it's probably the line's played between like twelve people because there's like a Guns N' Roses is a band of like thirty seven people. I swear, if you watch one of their videos, uh, it's got to be somebody with zero backbone, yeah. just willing to like get the shit kicked out of them. And that person is Mario Chalmers. <laughs> 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 He sits there and he's like, oh, I'm amazing. I'm in Guns N' Roses. And then Slash comes like, you fucking idiot. You freaking missed that line. And he's like, oh, why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land it later. I'm going to get to it, man. That's Chalmers, dude. Chalmers is the bass player for sure.
1: All right, agree to disagree on that one. Um, the drummer, last one. I feel like James Harden needs to show up at some point. He could be, yeah, uh, he, I think he could be the drummer.
2: I think James Harden would be great at tuning the guitars for the band before they start. <laughs> Something he could actually do successfully.
0: He'd be a terrible bouncer, though. He'd let everybody into the concert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Defensive juggernaut.
0: <laughs> Somebody comes in, they're like, hey, I want to go into that concert. Do you got a ticket? No. All right, come on in. And if his boss is around, he like falls down on the ground and pretends like he got pushed over by the guy. And he's like, dude, I tried. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So
1: the drummer has to be, the drummer has to like to hit stuff. And um, so I think it should go to the dirtiest player in the NBA. And uh, that honor goes to Draymond Green.
0: He's taking dirtiest player. It was Del Vadova last year.
2: My guy is a uh, Metal World piece back oh. in the, the, the mid-2000s. Good old Meta, Formerly known as... Uh... <laughs> I'm trying blanks here, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I think it was, uh, was Chad Johnson. I feel like an idiot. I'm. Oh, it's ra- it's Ron Artest. Artest. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. <laughs> Ron Artest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who was That's who was sad. that other guy that in the
0: Pacers? That. Um, was it the just sucker punch? Jermaine people? O'Neal. No, it was a Stephen Jackson.
2: Hell yeah, man. Oh yeah. Oh, he was awesome. Stephen Jackson. He was so cool. Yeah, that
0: guy would be a drummer.
2: All right, well,
1: we got our our band.
0: Well, we can't wait to hear them cover some songs. Um, Well, guys, thank you so much for this NBA edition of Jack of No Trades. Um, We hope we have a great finals. We hope everybody enjoys it. We're really looking forward to it. Um, Not hiding anything. Go LeBron. Take this one home for the land. Uh, We'll be rooting for you. So I'm out here. We'll see you later, Tay.
1: All right, see ya.
0: Dave, keep it real
1: everyone have
2: a good time have a good night and have good finals
0: boom keep it real
2: we're out